Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for June 16th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Without further ado, Ellen Stahl's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right, Eldon Stahl, ladies and gentlemen, John Birch Society, thenewamerican.com, jbs.org. We've also got Dinesh D'Souza with us. Uh, he's also he's the creator, the filmmaker for 2,000 Mules. Uh, it exposes widespread coordinated vote fraud that, ladies and gentlemen, would change the overall outcome. Welcome to the broadcast, uh, Dinesh. Hey, thank you very much. There's so much to discuss, so little time. Uh, many of us have seen the movie. Many more are trying to. SalemNow.com, if you want to watch the movie, that's the place to do it. Uh, basically 15 bucks to rent, 20 bucks to buy the digital uh, copy within their system. That's SalemNow.com. Uh, now, Dinesh, I know that uh, there's a lot of criticism for making the movie, but I want to get to one chief criticism that just shocks me uh, after this because it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And that is uh, Bill Barr, Trump's, quote, former, <laughs> what do you want to call him? Former attorney general, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so this guy was with Trump. He basically denied vote fraud right on the spot, never looked at it in the beginning. But he soft-pedaled it as he tried to kind of defend Trump and walk a weird, strange line. Uh, but he wasn't so bold. Now he's seen 2,000 mules. Uh, and he basically went uh, ballistic to a great degree. I don't really understand that. Uh, what do I mean by ballistic? Well, he flat out went in quadruple deny mode. But ladies and gentlemen, I don't understand how that can be. It doesn't make any sense to me how he could behave that way. And, and, and we'll get into exactly why with Dinesh in just a second. Here's the clip. The election was not stolen by fraud. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that including the 2000 Mules movie. <laughs> Maybe you can assess that 2000 Mules and people are talking about that. Well, I mean, just in a nutshell, you know, I just think the GBI was unimpressed with it. And I was similarly unimpressed with it because I think if you, because uh, I was holding my fire on that to see what the photographic evidence was because I thought, well, hell, if they have a lot of photographs of the same person dumping a lot of ballots in different boxes, you know, that's hard to explain. Um, so I wanted to see what the photographic evidence was, but the uh, cell phone data is, is singularly unimpressive. I mean, it- All right, I want to just stop there because he goes on. He basically mocks it. He laughs. And then he says, yeah, if there was actual photo evidence, that would be a problem. Dinesh, in the movie there is, did he watch the whole thing? You know, I'm not sure if he watched it <clears throat> at all because he keeps referring to photographs and, and there are no photographs in the movie. I mean, there's surveillance video that is from the states themselves and four million minutes of it in the possession of True the Vote and a lot of it in the movie. Lots of evidence of mules stuffing ballots 
And the geo-tracking shows that these mules are going to multiple locations to do this. Now, there aren't video cameras at all the locations. In fact, there are video cameras at very few. So when you see the mule doing it, you're not going to be able to see the mule at all the locations for the simple reason that many of the states did not install surveillance cameras. It's kind of like saying a serial killer went to five homes and killed people, and his DNA shows that he was there at all those places. But there was only one home that had video, and sure enough, you look on the video, and there he is. And so you've established your case. Now, when it comes to the geo-tracking, the weird thing is that Barr's point is, is this. He says, look, in a big city, you're going to have a lot of people milling around, tens of thousands of people. And they're obviously going to go by every location. They're going to go by drop boxes, for example. And so he basically says that geo-tracking cannot work in pinpointing mules and placing them at drop boxes. And this, I think, is really an astonishing thing to say, because it's kind of like saying this. It's like saying, listen, there are tens of thousands of people in Washington, D.C. They're going by the Capitol, in and around, and around the Capitol. They're passing alongside the Capitol all the time. And therefore, the FBI cannot geotrack January 6 protesters who were at the Capitol outside the door uh, and say that they were six feet outside the door or six feet inside the door. This is exactly what the FBI is saying. And it's, what, it's, it's in the charging documents. It's in, it comes up in trial. So geotracking is being used to pinpoint people in January 6th. And yet somehow magically it becomes invalid when it's being used to, to, to pinpoint ballot traffickers. Ladies and gentlemen, it makes no sense. If you don't believe me how capable the technology is, just try to use the find your phone uh, thing or find your earbuds or whatever else. Look, my children have looked for their earbuds that they've lost, and it shows their earbuds are in a field. We know exactly where they are, and they go out and find them. Don't tell me this technology doesn't work. He doesn't have a clue what he's talking about, Dinesh. No, I mean, look, the CDC has been using geotracking to see if people are social distancing. Now, how can you do that? if geotracking is not accurate to within six feet. So this is technology used by the Defense Department, by law enforcement. It's used by the CDC. As you say, you know, you come out of an airport, you call an Uber, and your phone will tell you you're standing in front of gate 7, door 8, or door H. Uh, How does your phone know that? Well, the answer is there are apps inside your phone that pinpoint your location. Now, pinpoints your location to within a few feet, but that's all you need to show that there's a mule uh, going to a drop box. And remember, geotracking also, being a, kind of, <clears throat> being a kind of moving dot, can tell the difference between going by an object or past an object on the one hand and going to an object on the other. Uh, it's, you In can other actually words, stopping see the dot, object. go to the drop box, stop there, then turn around, return to the car, and then go to the next drop box. Well, and you look at the timestamps, and yes, there's people milling around, uh, but who mills around one drop box and then not very long later mills around another drop box and then another one? In in other words, who has a pattern of those locations like that, along with maybe some surveillance footage? But isn't by law, aren't they supposed to have cameras on that, uh, those drop boxes anyway? Yeah, the the guidelines that come out from the government say that every drop box should have 24-hour surveillance. But many of the states just ignored this. I mean, the entire state of Wisconsin took no video. In Maricopa County, Arizona, they turned off the video for reasons unexplained. Even in Fulton County, Georgia, where we have a bunch of video, uh, out of every, you know, 10 drop boxes, one has video. So it's very spotty video, and this is just a flagrant violation of the guidelines. I want to make this point. Atlanta is one of the most surveilled cities in America, too, to double down the point. What do you mean one out of 10 had a 
had a surveillance. It's the most surveilled city in the country, by the way. And this is why the demand that Ben Shapiro and some others have made about the movie, they're basically saying, well, listen, you know, Dinesh hasn't proven his case because he's not showing us the same mule at multiple drop boxes. It's the shortage of video that explains why we're not doing that. In fact, I do have the same mule at more than one Dropbox. The problem is the video quality is poor. You can't tell it's obviously the same guy, the same height, it's the same build. But if I'm going to put it in the movie and show it's the same guy, people are going to say, I want to see his face. I want to look close up and recognize his face as the same guy. Now, I know it's the same guy because it's the same phone. Yeah, but see, that's not proof there. You can spoof phones. And see, they go on and on and on, ladies and gentlemen. The bottom line is you've got an epic battle, and I want Dinesh to respond to this. And then a quick question from Eldon. Uh, an epic battle going on between those of us who believe there were election fraud and or vote fraud. The two are slightly different. Uh, and those who believe that no matter what, they'll never admit it. It's almost like it's polarized the nation to the point where either you're a yes Trumper or a no Trumper, even though it's not even about Trump. But they've taken that same kind of divide all the way to the core of America now. And if they keep lying and keep covering up this evidence and keep preventing Congress from dealing with it, preventing uh, you know anybody from proving it because there's no video and we go on and on and on and on, they're going to create such a fundamental divide in America that it might end up in a civil war, Dinesh. Well, <clears throat> you've raised an important point, which is we are not – you know, it's one thing to say that we have a divide over values. It's another whole thing to say that we have a divide over facts because it's, it's as if you watch a video. We show this in the movie many times. A guy comes in at 3 in the morning, pulls up a car to the middle of the street. He jumps out. He looks to the left. He looks to the right, making sure no one sees him. He's got a backpack full of ballots. He, he's wearing latex gloves. He walks up to a drop box. He then starts stuffing the ballots in one, two, three, four. Then he takes out a camera and takes photos of the ballots going in. Now, the reason for that, by the way, is to make sure he gets paid. And the, uh, the gloves are to make sure he doesn't leave fingerprints on the ballots. Then he looks around again to make sure he's not being observed, goes back to the car and drives off. Now, people left us with a straight face will look at this and say, in Georgia, it is legal for people to drop off the ballots of their family members. First of all, who does that in the middle of the night? With Second of all, on. who goes to 10 or more drop boxes? Third, With why is it necessary on. to wear latex gloves? Fourth, <laughs> why would you take a picture, not of yourself, not a selfie like I voted, but of the ballots going in? So it's almost as if you have a suspension of reason and, and common sense. A suspension, almost like they're asking you to disbelieve what your own two eyes are seeing. It is insane, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon. Yeah, Dinesh, uh, wanted to thank you first for doing all of this. I think you're very heroic in, in putting this together. And But the question I got is uh, just simply what can we do as average Americans? And, uh, of course, in, in addition to having people watch the movie, what, what would, is there something you might recommend to um, ensure election integrity? Number one, I think it's really important to make sure that everybody in the GOP sees the movie, the, the leadership, the, the elected officials. Um, I, it's kind of odd I even have to say right. this, because if I were a Democrat, if I were Michael Moore, and I made this film in 2016 about how Trumpsters stole the election, every Democrat would be raving and ra railing about it. Chuck Schumer would be foaming at the mouth. Nancy Pelosi would be going berserk on the House floor. I mean, they would have gone in and dragged Trump out of the Oval Office. But our side is so sluggish that, you know, 
they just kind of don't get around to it. They're very slow on the draw. So the more that we can get the message to our own elected leaders, hey, listen, watch this movie. I'm pretty convinced that even if, you know, establishment types and rhino types see the movie, they'll, they'll recognize something is wrong here, uh, quite apart mm-hmm. from Trump. They might say, listen, you know, what's done is done for 2020. We need to fix it in the future. But I find it hard to believe that any Republican that has two eyes would look at the film and go, there's nothing, there's no problem here. There's, we, we're, we're, do, we're doing just fine with the election. No way. All right. What's the next step now? The um, election commissioner, whatever you want to say, of Georgia is literally now attacking Greg Phillips um, at True the Vote and Catherine saying, hey, we got to subpoena their information. We got to, we got to. Why turn on them if there's no pay dirt? Well, the, uh, <clears throat> the politics of Georgia are very weird because, of course, Trump came out and attacked uh, Kemp. Uh, Kemp is allied with Raffensperger, the Secretary of State. So there's a lot of internal politics going on in Georgia. And, and true, the vote was seen as because by, by exposing election fraud, you know, playing into the hands of Trump and Purdue. And so this has become a kind of a, a weird business going on there. So they're conducting supposedly an investigation, but it's not clear to me if they're trying to move the investigation forward or just deliberately stall it. Uh, if they're attacking Greg, it tells me that they're trying to deliberately stall it. They could use Greg as a consultant or anybody else for that matter, somebody else that's in IT forensics, etc. They could double down and get the evidence on this very quickly with their uh, subpoena power and everything else. And they could do this in about two seconds if they really wanted to get it done. But in my mind, as far as I can tell, they're attacking the messenger, Dinesh. Well, there's that. And also the other thing is they're going about the investigation in a really funny way. It is true that the investigation in Georgia originated with a whistleblower. But the whistleblower came forward and said, listen, I don't want to be any part of this. I'll tell you what's going on, but you guys have to verify it yourself, which is why this, through the vote, bought the geo-tracking data to verify what the whistleblower said. And the geo-tracking and the video evidence completely confirmed what he said. But the whistleblower said, I'm going underground. I don't want to... I don't want to talk to these people. I don't want to be approached by the authorities. And so what does Georgia want? They want True the Vote to reveal the name of the whistleblower. Um, now, True the Vote is happy to supply the cell phone IDs of all the mules. Georgia can easily go and interview the mules. Uh, who paid you? Who put you up to this? Where do you get the ballots? Etc. But they refuse to do that. They're, they, they basically are issuing subpoenas telling True the Vote, turn over the name of the whistleblower. So this is an almost almost a deliberately obtuse way of going about an investigation. What it really is, it's designed to stall it, to, to spread fear and chill, which they've been doing to all the mules already anyway. Dinesh, I know you got to fly. Uh, we appreciate your time today. Uh, last uh, thought, what do you want Americans to know? Yes, it's important to share and see the movie so you get a clue. You look at the Salem um talk show hosts or whatever you want to Salem newsmakers who at the start are like, nah, there's nothing here, big old nothing burger. And when they get done watching the evidence, they go, uh, this is frightening. So there you have it. They change on a dime. Watching the movie is vital. But, but anything else, what else do you think we can do that could make the biggest difference? Uh, we're working on sheriffs investigating across the country. Uh, but what else can individuals do? Then we'll let you fly. Well, that's very important. I'd say another step is essentially to make sure that there's surveillance on the drop boxes. So if the counties and if the cities and the states do not follow the guidelines, I would say there's nothing wrong in creating a kind of citizens committee. And you basically, you know, make sure that there's there's eyes on the drop box. And that may mean nothing more than just turning on your cell phone and making sure that the drop boxes are 
that there's some recorded surveillance on the drop boxes. There's nothing, to, nothing illegal about doing that. Now, of course, the left will say, oh, it's voter suppression, blah, blah, blah. And then the point would be, listen, we don't have to do this. It'd be much better if the states did it themselves. I mean, there's surveillance in every Home Depot, every ATM, every parking lot. Why wouldn't we have surveillance on our own elections? Dinesh, thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. There he goes, Dinesh D'Souza, ladies and gentlemen, doing a great job. Uh, and the thing that you got to understand is, look, there are people literally like this whacked-out bar guy. <laughs> I kid you not. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy, bar, the guy's a nutcase. I don't know what he is thinking, though. He literally has watched 2,000 meals, Eldon, and he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't see anything here. And then he has the, the audacity to say, hey, you know what? If they really have video evidence that, or you know, photo evidence, that would be shocking. Look, they got video evidence. That's better than a photo in the movie. You can see it. I don't even know if he watched it. He claims he did. But I don't like see he really how saw it's saying. It, it's, hard to, it's hard to think that he, he re- actually did see it. But maybe he did. Well, <laughs> uh, if he did again, I think we need to have him watch it again because I don't think he got it. Now, the funny thing is, so he literally attacks Dinesh D'Souza, uh, attacks Greg Phillips and Catherine um, Engelbrecht, etc. cetera. Uh, but Bill Barr, uh, in my opinion, is kind of melting down. So now Dinesh D'Souza challenges Bill Barr to a debate over the 2,000 mules. Uh, they say That's basically fun. the level of ignorance displayed by former Attorney General, truly stunning. Art Moore writes this in WND.com, doing a phenomenal job. Um, but literally now, Dinesh saying, okay, fine, if you want to criticize me, Bill Barr, why don't we have a public debate on the topic? So I've offered now to be the moderator. Eldon? Oh, great. Yeah, that'd be fun. i just moderate that dude right on down the line. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Finnegan mm. with us as well today. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you very much. Good to be here. What do you think? Should I moderate this thing between the next D'Souza and Bill Barr? Can you be impartial? Uh, <laughs> yes, I can. It would be very, yes, I can. very difficult. And, uh, and I'll tell you how I would be impartial. I would basically set up the format like this. Each one of you can start out with your own statement. Uh, you get a minute each for your statement. Uh, when you're done with your statements, I'm going to ask both of you the same questions. And I'm going to alternate who gets to answer the questions first so that there's no game playing. Uh, and when we say a debate then, each person will get to respond once to any statement the other one makes. In other words, you'll take turns. And at the end, you'll get a closing statement of two minutes each. Uh, and then I will basically formulate the questions surrounding the arguments. In other words, Bill Barr says, hey, um, the geo data is unimpressive. All right. So, hey, I want you guys both to make a statement on the geo data now. You make whatever statement you want make. You make whatever statement you make. You guys both make your statement. Now, fine. Now, what's what's the beef here? It what's the truth here? Uh, and then what we'll do is we will fact check it uh, before we finalize the interview. It can be live, but we'll fact check it uh, and then provide a fact check report about the statements made. On the other end, that's how I would conduct the interviews because I think that's the most fair way to do it. Uh, what do you say to that, Kelly? Yeah, I mean that would be the way, especially having them repeat their story again because liars have a really hard time doing that. If it's a lie, it's hard to do that. 
And so the first question would be, did you watch the movie? Obviously, Dinesh did. Uh, but I want to know, did Dinesh sit down and watch his own movie? And, and the answer is, I'm sure that he did, whether it's piece by piece or in the entirety. But same thing with Bill Barthor. Are you going on record that you saw it? If you went on record that you saw it, then the next question is this. Uh, you know, you say it would be very tough if there was photo evidence. Um, well, here's the deal. There is video evidence. So the question to both of you, is that legitimate real video or fake video? And if it's real video, isn't it even harder to explain than photos? Because that's not picking sides. That's a fact. Anybody who can tell you, if I have photos of an event versus video of an event, you're going to believe the video more, aren't you? Kelly? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and today right. everybody packs their phone around. Like you said, they have to take pictures of it. But, you know, who was there and when they were there and what, you know. The next point that I would bring up is, listen, whether you believe there's election fraud or not, investigations are what, in my opinion, is in order. And this is why I would say I'm not picking sides here. If the law says you're supposed to have video on a given Dropbox, 24-7 surveillance, if you will, and there is none, don't you think that needs to be remedied before we can say there's no vote fraud? We don't even have it monitored enough to know. Isn't the custody of ballots in question in that scenario? Or is it not in question? Each of you answer. Um, Eldon, that's what I'm saying is that, look, these are – we're not debating opinions or sides or, you know, mm-hmm. politics. Right. This is oh, yeah. facts versus not. This is a reality versus not. If the law says you got to have this monitored with a video and it's not, in my opinion, that's a problem. And we can't confirm the custody of the ballots that way, right? Right, right. And, of course, it would, it would be better, in my opinion, at least if we didn't have these drop boxes anyway. But if we're going to have them, for sure, to at least surveil them. Well, and the reason I'm sticking with these basic of assertions at this point is because, hey, that's very fair to ask those questions. It's not picking sides. It's just saying, look, if that's not monitored, is that a problem? And I want to see if if Bill Barr would say that's an issue or not. Because if he says that's not an issue, then what, Kelly? Well, you know, the other thing you could do with these boxes is you could make it that after, you know, whatever, 8 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, anything dropped into that box went to a separate location and then at six in the morning somebody can go in and look and go oh these were all the ones that were dropped off through the night let's take a look at these is there anything funny about all of these that's a fair question and or find a way to where these boxes could be built differently to where the box gets locked at night so uh you know they can make uh, like a metal door a block a seal uh happen with the press of an electronic button i mean it's done for for your tellers and, and, you know, I mean, it could be done easily to where you could basically say, look, we're only accepting ballots at appropriate time frames that are videoed. There's so many ways to solve this is the point, ladies and gentlemen. And the problem with the allegation of vote fraud, if you're not careful, is everybody feels like everybody's just going to go to prison. Well, you know what? In, in many cases, it might not be vote fraud on most people's part, but on a very small in, amount of individuals part it is, or it might be, um, the custody of the ballots we're talking about. So we want voter integrity. See, there's a lot of terms for this. Uh, and whether it rises to the level of vote fraud in every case, I don't know. Uh, but if a box is unmonitored, that doesn't mean there's vote fraud. But it does mean that you've got to question the custody of the ballots. If that's not monitored, you don't know. How do you know I didn't get a backdoor key and I open up the back of the thing and put a bunch of ballots in the back? If it's not monitored, you don't know. 
that is the quintessential yeah. point, and that and that's why. Well, I how do you that... know? How do you know what a ahead, retirement Kelly? home is? Somebody doesn't go around all the the patients who <laughs> might not even be cognizant, you know, the Joe Biden well, of the world. You... The answer is the answer is we know they do and they are. And a sheriff has caught them at it, documented it, turned it over to his DA. And you know what the DA did? Laughed at him and goes, "That was a nice political stunt, sheriff." So this is the point Dinesh made that I want to come back to with both of you. When we debate politics or opinions, that's one thing. Where now we can't even agree on things that should be fact. Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As much of the country deals with the heat, parts of Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio will see temperatures up to 110 degrees on Thursday. The heat is projected to shift back westward and send temperatures soaring into the triple digits again from the plains to the Midwest to central states over the weekend and into next week. With inflation burning holes in America's wallet, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell on Wednesday raised the rate at which banks get their money three-quarters of a percentage point. The economy and the country have been through a lot over the past two and a half years and have proved resilient. It is essential that we bring inflation down if we are to have a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all. The French president, German chancellor, and Italian prime minister arrived in Kiev, Ukraine Thursday in a show of solidarity against Russia's invasion. USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The importance of being first in 2024 is gaining momentum. Michigan Democrats are ramping up their campaign to hold one of the first presidential primaries in 2024 and beyond. In a letter obtained by Politico, the Michigan Democratic Congressional Delegation is making the case to DNC members that the state's diversity, competitiveness, and ability to represent make it a worthy early presidential state. It's the latest step in a wave of internal politicking unleashed by the party's decision earlier this year to remake the Democratic nominating calendar. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. The White House on Wednesday urged Americans not to travel to Ukraine after reports emerged that two Americans had been captured by a Russian military. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said if the reports are true, the United States will do everything it can to get them back. We are USA Radio News.
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Eldon Stahl with us. Dinesh D'Souza was with us and just took off. Now we have our buddy Kelly Finnegan online as well. Brian Rust. RustCoinandGift.com is not with us. But Kelly is there to represent. That's good news. And we're talking about this issue in America where Dinesh D'Souza brought up this point. Uh, after I brought up the vote fraud issue, you know, hey, this is polarizing the nation like you would not believe. I've never seen such polarization. It's worse than are you a, are you a crazy pro-Trumper or an anti-pro-Trumper or whatever. It's so divisive. Now it's even worse with the election stuff. And the, the problem is it isn't a debate about opinion or idea or thought or we just disagree. We can be kind and agree to disagree. We are not even able to agree on facts. I say the sun uh, just came up. Eldon says, no, it didn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then Kelly says, golly, the moon's sure nice. What? Huh? <laughs> Kelly, what do you say about <laughs> that? that? Isn't, I mean, like it's that crazy. <laughs> Kelly, it's that crazy. No, that sounds like my mom and dad. But uh, <laughs> but, but it is now. I mean, yeah. I mean, what? It, it, you know, what was right is wrong, and what was wrong is right, and Boys are girls, and girls are boys, and pretty soon dogs will be cats, and cats will be dogs. Well, my dog sure acts like a cat. No, I don't have a dog. I'm just kidding. All right. Um, it's, it's insane, Eldon, and I don't even really know how to respond to it because what kind of a nation will we have if first we cannot even agree on facts? Pretty soon we won't even be able to communicate. Eldon, I think that's the biggest yeah. problem in America today, and it really is. Yeah, part of it is, uh, in a way, uh, just getting people to deny truth, objective truth, the idea of objective truth, and to, to embrace relativism. And, you know, when you when you have that, um, well, for one thing, people abandon the idea that God is the source of truth, that there's some transcendent truth out there. Uh, but when that happens, of course, then somebody's got to be the arbiter of what is true and what is not, and it ends up being who has the most guns. Uh, which ends up being government. Uh, that's not a good place you want to go. Amen to that. Uh, Kelly, <clears throat> there's so much going on, even in the crypto money discussions. Headline for the New York Times Business Financial Desk says this. <laughs> Leader fuels culture war in crypto. Jesse Powell who's this guy who leads this crypto exchange, one of the biggest crypto exchanges in the world, says that American women are brainwashed. <laughs> now, listen. <clears throat> he says to his employees, if you can identify as a different sex, can you identify as a different race or a different ethnicity? Question mark. They say he also questioned their use of preferred pronouns. And then he led a discussion about who can refer to another person as the N-word. Um, the guy's a 41-year-old Bitcoin pioneer, this Jesse Powell guy. And he ignited a culture war amongst his more than 3,000 employees. And internal documents, videos, chat blogs, and everything else. <laughs> Some workers have openly challenged the CEO for his, quote, hurtful comments. Others uh, 
have talked about fostering a hateful workplace and damaging people's mental health. Dozens are considering quitting. Many are feared of retaliation. And the culture wars have abounded during the corona uh, deal. But this now takes the cake. <laughs> um, they say even though the crypto folks are generally for, for free speech, this guy has taken things to a whole new level. It comes during a deepening crypto downturn. Very interesting, Kelly. Well, they're all for free speech as long as your speech aligns with what they believe. Um, that's what I found. And anybody who, but they're, you know, they're, they're open-minded, but they really aren't open to letting other people be open-minded. And yeah, the, the crypto, I mean, it was a, I think they said a month ago, maybe a month and a half, it was a $3 trillion industry. Now it's below a trillion. So they're, they're bleeding. And I'm sure a lot of those employees are going to be laid off anyway. You know, I mean, Bitcoin hit rent in the 20,000. You know, $69,000 in November. And now a new one, Celsius, who uh, was a bank that doesn't want to be a bank. They're, they're bleeding money. They're, they closed down so people can't take their cash out. You know, there's so many of these pump and dumps. But, yeah, it's a different, completely different culture, you know, and I'm surprised that they haven't all canceled each other. Now, this is interesting. Coinbase is laying off 18% of its employees following job cuts at Gemini and crypto.com other or two other uh, crypto companies. What do you say to that? Like I said, they're, they're bleeding money and they, they base all of their value on the U S fiat currency, you know, and, and uh, so, and, and then they all use each other's, uh, cryptocurrency is their backing for their currency. So, yeah, it's just piddlywinks. You know, who's, who's going to be in business next week? I think there's, right, there's 19,000 cryptos. Now, they say there's a huge crypto downturn. I thought crypto was the savior, Eldon. Well, uh, I guess we're finding out. You know, I find out over time what. Uh, what's going to happen with it, but uh, it seemed like people were really excited about it and some still are. Uh, I've never been really sold on it as if it's, it's this great thing um, to jump on board with, but uh, you know, people seem to, uh, I, I, I guess I find that, you know, it's almost easier to sell to the average person something that's very speculative than something that, uh, you know, has actually a, a decent track record and uh, um, anything like that. So people say, okay, I want to go buy lottery tickets or something like that, but they won't, um, you know, do the work to actually earn money for themselves. <laughs> That's often seems like the case. Kelly, my headline says, beware, warning of deepening crypto downturn. Any thoughts? Yeah, it's a, it's a crypto winter as they call it. And they've never been through a, a recession before, you know? So, I mean, Bitcoin's the oldest and it was came around in 2011. So what is that? You know, 11 years old, maybe, I think in August. So uh, they, they, this is the new digital goal. This is what's the future. And it's like, as long as the power's on 
And with the price of energy, who knows how long that's going to be. Now, here's what I find fascinating about this yeah. culture war this guy's kicked off in the in the crypto industry. It's starting with crypto because there's a lot of libertarians there that believe in free speech and everything else, and they're running afoul of this, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, woke mentality, if you will. Um, this is epic, though, because the question becomes, will the courts and government get involved and decide whether that's discrimination because you disagree or whatever? Or uh, will he not be allowed to say what he says to his employees, or can he think that? Um Culture war in crypto is fueled by this kind of uh, thing. Uh, what do you say? What, do you think that it'll, the? It reminds me of the. Um, oh, what's that? It's a new Disney movie where there's a, the house cracks and stuff like that. The nation seems to be cracking uh, at the very seams. Eldon. Yeah. Oh, yes. Does I mean, uh, Encanto, very good movie though. Uh, <laughs> Encanto. That's right. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it seems like, uh, we, you know, we're starting to see this, things just kind of fall apart because of all these different policies we've had that have been just disastrous. What do you say to that, Kelly? I think we're starting to have cracks that I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mentioned this divide, but it's it's getting just crazy worse. I haven't seen Encanto because I don't watch Disney now, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting worse. You know, some people say it's growing pains and, and yeah, or maybe we're just getting a little old. I mean, we're we're uh, an empire. Empires generally only last, you know, two to three hundred years, and so we're kind of pushing that, you know. And and it might be uh, there are some changes are, are going to come, you know. No guarantees the United States is going to be around forever, but uh, it's <laughs> these are interesting times, and that's how you have to look at it. Is wow, we get to live through this, you know, things that we've read about and heard about. All right, I don't know where we go with this, but I see this divide being so, uh, I don't know what you want to say, fundamental, so core. Uh, I think the only way we can possibly deal with it is to at least start out with civility. But when flat-out facts or offensive statements are made to an extreme, can people abide that? Can people handle that? Quick pause in seconds with Kelly Finnegan and Eldon Stahl on your radio. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Jesse Powell fuels culture war in crypto, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I guess um, the crypto exchange he leads is called Kraken. And he literally has challenged the use of preferred pronouns. Debated who can use racial slurs. And uh, literally called uh, women brainwashed. American women are brainwashed. Now, I kind of find this whole thing comical. It's almost laughable. Uh, and let me tell you what I mean, and then we'll have these gentlemen, Kelly Finnegan uh, and Eldon Stahl, uh, respond. Um, it's almost like this is not real. It reminds me of all-star wrestling a little bit. I'm just going to be so outrageous that I overwhelm your senses, and then I'm just going to attack you to the point of, I mean, you'd just be dead 50 times over. But yet, you know what? You come up smiling, ready to swing back, and you've got a new plan to take me down and destroy me. And you almost want to name these people wrestling character names. Uh, first, to you, Kelly. I mean, it's that extreme. It is. And you try to put a mirror up so they can see how ridiculous they are. I mean, uh, I, at the doctor's office, actually, they had a preferred pronoun was one of the questions. I'm like, fine, I'm your highness. So I only have one doctor actually refers to me as that, and that that's my preferred pronoun. And, and that is fantastic. So I play the game. Let's hey, let's play the game. You know, just I, call I me your highness. Roman salute, yeah, but I might have them do a Roman salute. People call there that you the go. You got to do actions now. You got to do gestures to support my pronouns yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. If Prince can you use know? a symbol, then hey, I can have some weird things. <laughs> Eldon, I always said if I had my pronouns, and, and I know this isn't great language, but I'm going to say it anyway. I want my pronouns to be bad A, right? Mm-hmm. Just call me bad A. And then you can call me father, Christian, husband, all the other words too. And you need to use all of them every time you refer to me. Okay, because you can't just use partial because <laughs> you can't partially represent me. you got to completely represent me. So it would start out with bad A, comma, father, comma, husband, comma businessman, comma, traditional family-believing American, comma, and I would just continue to go on, Eldon. Yeah, you know, like uh, the monarchs of old, the defender of the faith and uh, now you're earl talking. of this, and I don't know, what uh, what else? 
Yeah. Oracle of yeah, Liberty. I'd... Absolutely. We'll just keep going on. Uh, yeah. If they mess up the order, if they mess up the order, make them start over again. That is that would be correct. Otherwise, you'd be <laughs> perverting my pronoun. You know, this is how far we've gone. Now, the reason that I say this is kind of like, you know, all-star wrestling or whatever, this guy comes out of the gate, literally attacks American women. Uh, he talks about racial stuff. He talks about pronouns. He talks about sex. He talks about race and ethnicity and all this stuff. It, it almost makes me believe that it, it can't really be real to that degree. I just don't know how. Hmm. And, and the liberal rag, the New York Times, is the one peddling uh, this stuff. And I look at it and say, you know what, even if this guy is saying this, and even if he is that extreme, why highlight the extreme outlier? Just because he's rich and the leader of a cryptocurrency? Uh, it's strange that money's at the center of this whole divide uh, as well. Now we're having the divide on the economy. Who done it? Biden? Trump? Vladimir Putin? Who done it? Right? It, kind of a thing. It's interesting they put money right at the center of this, Kelly. Well, and that's why Disney has to take things out of movies for their international market. You know, even though they tell you one thing, they do something else because it's all about the money. And as long as people are willing to take it, you know, and then it's willing to, you know, they can go along with it. That's why the president of Netflix realized he lost a lot of money when he went woke. So had to tell his employees, hey, shut up and listen. So, yeah, it's uh, and then and then you were saying women. Well, I just watched the documentary. Uh, what is a woman? Yeah, what is a woman? And it's so funny that people can't even answer that question. What do you say to that, yeah. Ellen? I watched it too, actually. A very good. Uh, I would recommend it. Uh, what is a woman with uh, Matt Walsh? Um, yeah, it yeah, seems I mean, to the, be the that startling people... responses from these people are shocking in that video. By the way. It's like, are yeah. you kidding me? Um, right they now? seem all is... of them seem to be uh, adverse, uh, afraid, very concerned about something called truth. They just didn't want. They thought that was some sort of um, just um, terrible thing to try to think that there is actual truth. They've all embraced relativism. Uh, in you know moral relativism and and uh, you know relativism in the sense that there's no truth at all. All right, Kelly. Before we end here today, where are we at on the Honest Money Report? Where's gold sitting, sir? Well, gold's been right hanging around about 1830 right now, so it's down a bit. But it's because everybody had to dump their precious metals to pay their Bitcoin reserves. So. Uh, silver is about 21.70, platinum 953-ish, palladium 19.42, rhodium 13,900. So it's down. Ooh, rhodium's really. way down, isn't it? Yeah, way down. Well, it used to be uh, up to like two, two, 20 or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just uh, uh, it's just a temporary thing for some of these, you know. Well, when you take and you increase the, the interest by three quarters of a percent, that's going to keep businesses from doing anything. So I guess they're figuring they're not going to sell a lot of cars. Well, and that's what we want to talk about before the end of the hour as well. The Fed literally increased interest rates three quarters of a point. Normally they do a quarter. If they get real crazy, they do a half. Now they're getting real crazy. Three quarters is massive. 
Uh, do you think that they'll literally force us into a recession? Oh, I think we're already in one. They just don't want to admit it. But they're even talking three quarters in July. So, And there's like an 89% probability of three quarters of a percent increase in July. So they they know they're behind the eight ball. They, they, they acted way, way, way too late on this and, and spent too much money. And Biden's going around telling the, all the unions, you know, we just need to spend more money. We just need to spend more money. These greedy oil companies need to just lower their prices, but they can't drill more. How do you do that? It's because get, get rid of the greed. What? The only greed is in taxes, where the taxes are so high. They're they're all they're talking about is maybe we'll uh, reduce a little bit of tariffs here or there, but. There's no real effort to stop the greed. Why don't we decrease half the tax? Why don't we chop income taxes in America in half? Yeah, easily could do that. Yep, just don't spend. All right. Headline says, Fed announces biggest rate hike since 1994. Do you want to respond to that, Eldon? Well, why do we have an organization that's not even part of the government, for one thing, uh, deciding what price we should have for money. What do you say, Kelly? Well, it was originally set up to be independent, but it really isn't. It's at the whim of, uh, I mean, all the people are appointed by the government, so it's just a pseudo thing to make it look, you know, the only depressions we've had have been under the Federal Reserve, so it, it, it was all smoke and mirrors and and when you look into the history of it, and how Wilson got elected, he was the one that did it, and it was at Christmas recess in 1913. I mean, it's it's just uh, it was a way for the banks to have control, and that's the biggest debtor we have. That's who we owe more money to than anybody. It's a private company called Federal Reserve. It's not a foreign country. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know where we go with this divide and these money woes. Americans are getting fleeced <coughs> with this inflation. We can debate who done it all day and point fingers. But the fact is, every day this goes on, the American people and any reserves they may have had becomes depleted, Kelly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have so many friends and acquaintances that are asking me about gold. Hey, you know, what about gold? <laughs> How's gold doing? Um, I just noticed my 401k just got hit really fast, you know. Yep. I, I got out of it a couple of years ago. Eldon, do you want to respond to that? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it makes it very difficult be, because when you have, um, well, basically, there's been all this money injected into our economy, and that makes every dollar uh, worth less. So if you have anything that's denominated in dollars, then it your your purchasing power of that is less. Uh, so it's you know, so many countries have done this every single time. That's how it works. Uh, you might get a bigger paycheck, but you can't buy as much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, i got to bring sad news to you before the end of the hour. I'm so sorry. Anthony Fauci has COVID, and uh, after fighting it for two years, the poor guy got the cocoa. And you got to understand, he's 81 years old. <clears throat> he was double-vaxxed and everything under the sun, but it didn't stop him from getting the COVID, Kelly. Yeah, terrible i mean my wife has a friend that's gotten up for the third time and she's been 
shot it so many times. Now they're they're talking about that the kids can get it now, and the Pfizer's is twenty. It can be uh, as high as twenty eight percent effective, and Moderna's can be as high as fifty two percent effective. But you know, you should get your little kids shot up so they can have some potential side effects. Uh, every all this all this uh, COVID vaccine stuff goes against the Nuremberg rules for prisoners with being tested. Do you want to respond? Do you want to respond to this, Eldon? <clears throat> Poor Anthony Fauci now has COVID, even though he's been double vaxxed, boosted, everything under the sun. He told us over and over that the vaccines would make the difference. Now he has COVID. And the only thing they can say when we bring this up is that, you know, highlighting this this insane hypocrisy or whatever you want to call it, this um, is they're like, well, he's 81. His symptoms are mild. He should be good. My problem is, didn't they tell us we wouldn't get it if we got the cocoa shot? Mm-hmm. Clot shot? But what that was at first. That was at first the thing. And then they said, well, it, it reduces symptoms and all that. Um, well, Maybe he's, uh, would you recommend uh, ivermectin to him or, you know, just maybe change his mind on that? Or uh, should he stick with the remdesivir if it gets to that point or what? Well, you know what? At 81, <laughs> he's still sharper than Biden. Heard yeah, that. Right. Evil, yeah. evil sharp, but sharper nevertheless, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time this hour. Kelly, if you could tell Americans anything, what would you say to them? Just hang on and and look at all sides. They can really compare. You know, that's what I would say. You have to look at, you know, my, my father-in-law, he was a fighter pilot in Vietnam, and I was amazed that the library had a, a book on communism. And I asked his, my, do- my wife, his daughter, about it, and she says, you've got to know your enemy. Amen to that reality check, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Kelly Finnegan, thank you so much, sir. Godspeed. Ditto. Ellen, I'm sorry, Eldon Stahl is going to be with me next hour, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a bunch to discuss. This has been a rock and roll hour. Hour two will be no less. Riveting. Hang tight. Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl, John Birch Society, jbs.org, thenewamerican.com. Spread the word. Share the love. I'm Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, syndicated by LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love there as well. we got so much going on. It's incredible. Hour one of the can. Hour two coming up. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. (laughs) This is the broadcast for June 16th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two with the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Eldon Stahl with me. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Thank you, Sam. It's great to be here. Man, there's so your much Majesty, to talk about. Your Majesty, Your Highness, whatever. Yeah, that's correct, sir. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was Kelly. That was funny. Um, I I think that you know these these pronouns are just fascinating. How people want to be pronouns and stuff. 
But I really want to know, though, if us Christians literally say, you know, our pronouns, um, are they willing to accept them? And what they do with this LGBTQ whatever, they keep adding to it, and we're supposed to kind of use the whole thing as they broaden their base with more and more and more, I don't know what you want to say, inclusive of all forms of perversion, but exclusion of all things normal, natural, and God-ordained. Okay, that's kind of the problem. But if they can expand their list like they do, and we must honor it, okay, because before you only had to acknowledge gay or straight or whatever. Now you got to acknowledge gay, straight, uh, trans. I mean, you got so many of these sexual words that I don't even know half of what they mean. You know, you can be attracted to objects or people of either binary. Now, how you're attracted to either of the two binaries, but you don't believe in binary baffles me. See, it's this kind of stuff. But if they could expand their list, so can I, though. So mine would say, like, Christian, comma, father, uh, comma, husband, uh, comma, alpha male, comma, I can get hyphenated words, right, in there, too. Uh, alpha male, uh, God-fearing, faith-filled, right? I, 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 I mean, I can just add to my list, um, and I think I should, by the very nature of the inclusionary nature. I want to include as many um, founding father-esque and God-ordained terms as I possibly can, Eldon. Yeah, well, you know, if they if they uh, want to have control over my tongue, uh, maybe we should exert control over their tongue and say, okay, my pronoun is homosexual behavior is a sin. Every right. time they address us, they have to say that. I, I don't know. I just, I find it, 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 I don't know where this goes. That's the problem is what's next though, Eldon? What's next? Um, well, I think they're trying to uh, to build acceptance and then they're, um, then they'll, uh, the iron fist comes down and that's what's happened in other countries. There you have it. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, I just don't know where this thing ends. I really don't. All right, I got attacked relentlessly recently, Eldon. Uh, and the attack is so, I don't know what to say, dishonest, egregious, uh, immoral, that it's hard for me to even know how to respond to it effectively. All right, and uh, this came out of nowhere. No one interviewed me ahead of time. No one kind of made me aware of it or I didn't get a chance to provide my input or respond. What they've done is listened to and transcribed certain talk shows. They have referred to my comments on those talk shows, but they perverted them, meaning they're quoting them accurately. But the words smithing that has been done that surrounds these attacks make them completely unhinged and dishonest. And it's hard to even know how to respond to this. And some would say, Sam, you should just ignore them. Well, yes and no. On one hand, they may not be big enough to matter. But you know what? These groups have a lot of money. And these groups are tied together at the hip to attack anything good, honest, moral, right, I don't even know what you, words to almost describe it. But they know that I'm not of the view that they portray me to be. But they know that if they frame it that way, 
they gain, uh, in many minds, the upper edge. And um, it's hard to, to frame this uh, in a way that makes sense. Let me give you a quick kind of example of what I'm saying so that you understand. I have okay. been warning of a civil war in America for quite some time now, probably a year or more. And I have couched this in this idea that, you know what, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I fear that we're heading somewhere. Um, and we see warning posts along our speeding down this track, and I'm giving the warning signs. I'm reading people the warning signs saying, look, if this gets worse, it could lead to this. We see riots in the streets. If we, you know, and, and even Stuart Rhodes talked about this with me, that, look, this is kind of where we're heading. And I don't want to see us go there. I'm the guy that talks over and over and over on the radio that we, we support restoration, not revolution. Okay? I've been very bold, very clear, very direct about that on every hour of every show. That we reject revolution, we stand for peaceful restoration. <clears throat> to the point where I'm really blue in the face. Okay, so I bring up this potential of a civil war because I see that the divide is getting greater and greater. As we mentioned last, last hour, it's not even a divide on opinion anymore. It's a divide on facts. We can't even agree on a fact. We see here experience that virtually the same thing. We just flat out come away with it with 180 degrees. We can't even agree or acknowledge facts. And that will lead to eventually the lack of communication. The lack of communication then leads to suspicion. The suspicion leads to, and that's why I'm fearful of a war. Now, I bring it up, and I've highlighted that I'm against it 100%. And I pray we never get there. And the reason for this broadcast being on the air is the truth and doing our very best to communicate, to ratchet down, to de-escalate, to encourage peace, to the point where I even highlight the Prince of Peace as the way we can uh, go about this in a meaningful, productive way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they couch this article that I'm kind of calling for war. They don't directly say that I'm calling for war, but the way they wordsmith their words, that's the bottom line, is that Sam's kind of an off-the-rails conspiracy theorist fomenting of a war guy. That's just one example. Ellen, I want you to respond to that, and then we're going to dig into the article details of exactly what they say. But that's kind of how they're framing this, that Sam's the bad guy, and Sam's really leading to this with his conspiracy theories. Uh, you've been well, with Sam, me for I, quite a while on the radio, and you've talked yeah. to me plenty of times off air. Go ahead, sir. Yep. Uh, I would just say if you're getting flack, you know you're over the target. So somebody is uh, targeting you for, um, for a reason. Otherwise, you know, they, they wouldn't be targeting you. Uh, that's, that's how it is. So, um, so you're making a difference and, uh, you know, you can't control what other people say, but, uh, you know, we had this, I, I helped a guy run for us Senate one time and there was this guy, I can't remember if it was America's promise or progress or some guy. And he went all around to all the different, um, rallies we had. And just brought this camera and recorded everything. It was this kind of weird thing, and and eventually figured out that well they're getting, uh, you know, information 
that if someday this guy is uh, going for higher office, they're going to pull it out just like they do with so many other candidates. Said, well, you know, 15 years ago he said this, blah blah blah, and they take it out of context or whatever. But um, that's people do that. All right. So that's you know, I mean, so, if go ahead. So here are the people who wrote the article. It's called the Institute for Research and Education on Human Rights. So you can see from their headline that they're going to be extremely uh-huh. liberal. And, yeah. and their headline says this. Constitutional sheriffs and the election fraud conspiracy posse. Chuck Tanner wrote the article. And he has zero comments on the article, by the way. But he talks about former Oath Keepers director Richard Mack and his group, the CSPOA, have long pressed the idea that sheriffs can block laws they deem unconstitutional, including gun laws. Now, let me just stop you there and see how they manipulate this. So it's true that Richard Mack used to be the Oath Keepers, uh, but he disagreed with some of the direction they were taking, and so he uh, said, I've got to focus on my own organization, and he moved forward to do that. Okay, But they make it Mm -hmm. sound like he was the leader of the Oath Keepers. They just say director. But, but uh, they make him uh, out to be more than he was, and they make it out to be recent, like it's a current. But they also make it out to be that there's something wrong with keeping your oath. In that whole little wordsmith idea there, that's what they do. Yeah. Then they say, the next point here, and we haven't even gotten three sentences in hardly, folks. But the next point they say is, hey, they have long pressed the idea that sheriffs can block laws they deem unconstitutional, including gun laws. Now, let me just stop this joker of an author here and say this. Sheriff Mack and Bill Clinton had this debate. Bill Clinton said, I'm going to create a federal law called the Brady Bill. And, Sheriff, you're going to obey it, and you're going to carry it out. And Sheriff Mack said, no, I'm not. And Bill Clinton said, I'll arrest you if you don't, Sheriff. And Sheriff Mack said, I don't think so. And they went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruling says that. The federal government has no authority to mandate or coerce or force the states or their employees to do anything. This is a settled Supreme Court case in recent times, meaning 25 years ago, but in recent times. So when they say that we're pressing sheriffs to say they can, you know, do whatever they want. No, we're saying sheriffs can uphold the Constitution and the Supreme Court case win proves it. But see, this author isn't interested in facts. We're not even discussing facts anymore. Liberty Roundtable Live. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Calling all patriots. Come meet a modern-day hero, Tom Jones, on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at the Liberty Hall in Far West, Utah, on Friday evening, June 24th at 5 p.m. There will be free food and drinks. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at unitedwepledge.org. 
The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so they lie and they kind of say, hey, the sheriffs can, you know, disobey or obey whatever laws they want. We've been pushing this idea Uh, and, and, hey, we can just dismiss any gun or law we want, including gun laws. And my response is, number one, we don't say that. Number two, you know what? Sheriff Mack went all the way to the Supreme Court with Bill Clinton over this very issue. And the fact is, go look at the Supreme Court case and you'll see what I mean. But even if you set aside the Supreme Court case. We're merely saying the chief executive in any branch of government, whether it be the county with the sheriff, the state with the governor, or the general government, they have executive power. And to some degree, you know what, they have discretion. And I'll prove it to you. When you get pulled over by a cop, they can either give you a ticket or not. It's up to them, right? Well, if you sped and broke the law, then if they have to obey every law, they'd be forced to give you a ticket. But no, they have discretion. So we're teaching that these sheriffs have discretion. And we're teaching that the federal government has no authority over the states. One backed by a Supreme Court case, the other backed by a simple example that I provided, ladies and gentlemen. Now the group, they say, has taken up the electoral vote fraud conspiracy at the heart of the January 6th insurrection. Okay, now, first off, we're not, see, they're, they're making it seem like we're backing vote fraud and backing insurrection. That, again, is the lie. I'm the guy that talks about following the Prince of Peace. I'm the guy that created a whole website called callforcivility.com. I'm the guy trying to dial this down. But yet, then they launch me into this as if I'm somehow literally involved in the insurrection on January 6th. We told people on this radio program, Richard Mack did not to go. We then, you know what, reject any association with that at all. We said, hey, we need to prosecute people to the fullest extent of the law. The problem is I don't see a lot of real uh, evidence that most people were involved in a conspiracy of any kind. Most people peacefully went there in hopes that Congress would look into this for them. A few people ran it off the rails. And the few people that ran it off the rails that we've even documented on video are running free while a few people rot in jail. Most people who go up um, and are even on charges, the charges are you went into the building when you shouldn't have uh, you said and did bad things when you were there, you, but nothing really serious. And then they say relying upon the unfounded claims of a popular new election um, fraud conspiracy video. All right now, that isn't true either. We issued a press release. Go to cspoa.org slash 
elections. And in there, you can see our press release. We're not relying on the unfounded claims of the movie they did not mention. The reason they don't want to mention the movie is because they don't want you to watch it. It's called 2,000 Mules. You can watch it at SalemNow.com. I don't get a penny when you watch it, by the way. However, I bring this up because we're not relying on those unfounded claims. In our press release, we blatantly say, hey, if Dinesh is right, then we need to pursue this. If Dinesh is wrong, then it needs to be exposed. Now, does that mean we're relying on the unfounded claims? I don't think so. We're merely saying there's video evidence in there that is shocking. And we need to investigate to find out if that's real video. If it is, then we do need investigations. If they're right on the point that a lot of these ballot boxes don't have video surveillance, so we can't guarantee custody of vote. Okay, so we're not relying on any unfounded claims. We're just simply saying, hey, if this is true, we need to pursue. If this is not true, we need to expose. So we're not relying on any unfounded claims, ladies and gentlemen. Then they say this. CSPOA is preparing to organize law enforcement to intervene in elections. Now, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. This is absolutely to the point of libel and slander now. Okay, I never said once that we should intervene into elections. It is an appropriate role of an executive branch to investigate crimes. If there are alleged crimes and there is evidence beyond probable cause, then, ladies and gentlemen, the sheriffs must do their duty and investigate those crimes. They can't selectively. Now, this is where we turn it on its head. They said we think they can obey or disobey any law they want to. That's a lie. But now they want you to believe that if there's crimes in their counties, that the sheriffs have no real ability to look into it. If they do their what? Intervening in elections. See, this is the lie. They make it sound like we want to commit our own election fraud. It couldn't be further from the truth. Then they say the CSPOA and 2,000 mules. <laughs> they say, with COVID denial, losing the mobilizing power that it once had, I've never denied COVID. I got it three times. So now they're making it sound like I believe in COVID denial. I don't believe in COVID denial. I just believe that they're pushing the wrong solutions and they're taking people's rights away over COVID. But I never said once COVID didn't exist. I said it's not as bad as they say it is. Most people don't get as sick. Evidence proves I'm right. But I never denied COVID. Then they say now we jump on the election denial bandwagon. See that wordsmithing? What do you mean election denial? I'm encouraging open, honest, transparent, accountable elections. What do you mean election denial? Then they say in our open letter we declared... And they quote us. And what they quote in the letter is right because they put quotes around it. All right? Now, then, um, I'm trying to skip down here. They say True the Vote is a Texas-based voter suppression outfit spun off from the Tea Party. Well, they say that in kind of a slanderous way. Ah, this decredited group is just nothing but an offshoot of the Tea Parties that are defunct. Well, that's not true. True the Vote's been live and well and doing their work for a decade. In fact, when the IRS attacked True the Vote, True the Vote fought back and beat the IRS and won $2 million for the government's misbehavior and abuse. Now, ladies and gentlemen, is that the same scenario? Is there spinning here? Okay, True the Vote has never been more active, never been more spot on. They're getting arrests because of their work now, because of vote fraud, 
Okay. And they talk about Dinesh was convicted of a felony um, for making illegal campaign contributions. Um, that's true. They say Dinesh, Dinesh has a long history of serving the far right by denying the depth of racism in American society. What? Including speculation that the murderous 2017 white nationalist Unite the Right Day in Charlottesville was staged. All right, now, the problem with all that is this. Just because the Noosa made a, DeSouza made a film they're making it sound like now uh, the CSPOA and Sam Bushman in particular, since my name is focused on, uh, they're making it sound like we agree with, um, you know, Charlottesville was staged. Um, or that we agree with, um, you know, Dinesh's whatever he went to jail for uh, and Trump dismissing him. And, okay, just because we saw the film and see compelling evidence, that doesn't mean we agree or disagree with everything Dinesh has done or said. See, I don't see how these side trips are relevant except for to besmirch the characters involved. They start out by trashing Richard saying, ah, uh, leader of the Oath Keepers there. That hasn't been so for years. Okay? And then, oh, this felon. And, oh, then they say the CSP CSPOA continues. We're asking for all law enforcement agencies to work together to pursue the truth, do investigations to find out the veracity of these allegations. I don't know that it can be more clear. But then they say this. Multiple sources have already debunked claims made in 2,000 mules. The same video was chuckled at and dismissed out of hand by Attorney General William Barr. So now they go back to William Barr laughing at it. That clip we played last hour. And then they say sheriffs and election interference. Think about that heading in their article, sheriffs and election interference. They say it's growing traction with some sheriffs, the CSPOA is. And they name the sheriffs. That way they can be doxxed a little easier, right? Then they say, hey, Michigan Sheriff Darleaf is currently under investigation by the Michigan Attorney General's Office of Michigan State Police. But again, this is where it's dishonest. He's been in, involved in election fraud investigations for two years. And just when he's about to turn over all of his evidence for further action, they start to investigate him. So now the news media can just say, oh, he's under investigation. But yet there's no real investigation uh, against him. Okay, there's nothing. It, it, it's amazing. There's nothing really here. They want you to believe somehow that there's a big investigation against Leaf as if as if he's done something wrong. But they just barely launched an investigation because they knew he was about to release his information. And you kind of go, what? Well, that's how they do it. They put a gag order out. What are they afraid of? Anyway, they go on. This is the top issue for the CSPOA, according to the vice president of operations at the CSPOA, Sam Bushman. Anyway, it goes on and on. It's dishonest, ladies and gentlemen. Quick pause. Eldon Stahl responds in seconds. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News. The Federal Reserve intensified its fight against high inflation on Wednesday, raising its key interest rate by three quarters of a point. The Fed's benchmark short-term rate will now be pegged to a range of 1.5% to 1.75%. It's the largest bump since 1994. A 19-year-old man could face a felony charge of making terrorist threats after officers say he posted plans on social media to carry out a mass shooting in Missouri. The Blue Springs Police Department says those threats caused at least nine school districts in the eastern suburbs to cancel summer camps and classes on Wednesday. An FDA advisory panel gave a thumbs up on Wednesday to COVID-19 vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer for kids under the age of five. You're listening to USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? The United States Mint has issued the Morgan Silver Dollar for the first time in 100 years. Not only that, but they are also minted in 99.9% pure silver for the first time ever in history. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone that knows the enduring popularity of Morgans. But you must hurry. Only 175,000 legal tender silver dollars were issued. These Morgan Silver Dollars are brand new, bright and shiny legal tender coins minted by the iconic Philadelphia Mint. Just call one 1-800-888-7630 and you are guaranteed a new 99.9% pure silver Morgan dollar. The first time in history this has happened, but with limited quantities you must call now to order. To learn more, call 1-800-888-7630. If you order now, you will receive a free collector bonus, a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-800-888-7630 now to secure your new Morgan silver dollars before they are gone. That's 1-800-888-7630. Congress continues its partisan January 6th hearings. House investigators are trying to make a methodical case that Donald Trump's beliefs about the 2020 election led directly to his supporters' insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. The House panel investigating the attack has held the first two in a series of hearings after a year-long probe and more than 1,000 interviews. The committee has shown clips not only from the attack on the Capitol, but also from its own closed-door interviews with Trump aides who were trying to dissuade him from claiming victory too soon in the 2020 election. From the Texas USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Victor Paul. Churches and pro-life facilities have been attacked at least 41 times in less than two months. A review by the Washington Stand notes the violence against these Christian entities include arson, vandalism, property theft, and property destruction. The Biden Department of Homeland Security issued a terrorism threat that claimed both sides of the abortion debate are dangerous. This is USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, then they have a highlight. They say we're going to be at Freedom Fest um, talking about this. That's right. But this is their attempt to dragnet everybody in now. Uh, but anyway, and then they have a heading that says this. CSPOA, January 6th and Civil War. In a May 24th video, Bushman shared his thoughts on election fraud. January 6th of the looming Civil War in America. Bushman began by alleging that Democrats literally committed election fraud in 2016 where Hillary literally ordered a hit piece on her appointment that was false. 
asserting that we need to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law Hillary Clinton and the criminals behind that reality check. Then they, then they, I, I continue and say, do you want to talk about a political coup? He asked, insisting January 6th is nothing compared to what these criminals have done. Bushman declared himself as one answering yes to the question, did God send Trump? He dismissed the gravity of the January 6th event and linked allegations of election fraud to a potential civil war in America. All right? I said people went to Congress, peaceful as all get out. Then provocateurs intentionally ran it off the rails. Then the people get betrayed. No one has been able to get a redress of grievance. Congress shirked their duty. They never looked into vote fraud. All Congress did was set it aside and say, because of the insurrection, we're going to dismiss this. And if you take away our rights to a redress of grievance, if you violate the five guarantees in the First Amendment, then you have vote fraud going on, and nobody can do anything about it. This, in my opinion, will sow the seeds to a civil war in America. All right, then they go on. But I, I bring this up because now they're making it sound like I'm advocating for a war. They make it sound like, hey, there's no evidence of vote fraud. But my response is we have multiple sheriffs that are already looking into vote fraud, and there's been arrests. And if you look up news articles on this, news articles of vote fraud abound. And then they want you to believe that I'm gunning for a civil war. I believe there's nobody on this earth that has advocated in modern times, meaning right now, no one has been more against a war and doing their very best to prevent a war than me. Nobody's more vocal. Nobody's more clear about the potential fear and threat. Nobody's been more clear about how evil and bad war is. And no one's done more to try to circumvent it and prevent it and, and point out a better solution, a better way than myself, Eldon. Now, I'm not saying other people haven't done it, yeah. too. I'm just saying I challenge anybody to say they've done more. Who goes on the radio two hours a day like I do, six days a week, and really pushes this point that we've got to follow the Prince of Peace? The only answer is God, family, and country. The only, advance, only answer is the rule of law, not revolution, restoration. Who points it out more clearly, more consistently in modern times than me? Yeah, it, we've... <laughs> It sounds like quite a hit piece, uh, similar to stuff we had to deal with with the John Birch Society from time to time of people just uh, wordsmithing, like you say, taking your stuff out of context, uh, trying to smear you with a broad brush and associate you with different uh, different groups that uh, may or may not have anything to do with you at all. Um, all of those tactics are, are very, very familiar. And uh, so in a way, it's encouraging because you know that uh, you are making a difference. They're taking notice. Uh, and you have these dishonest people that uh, write stuff like this uh, to try to basically uh, agitate their base and uh, convince them that uh, there's some uh, something to be concerned about uh, when there there really isn't, that if they really knew uh, what who you were or, or what you're about. Uh, so that's you know that's their that's their game that's what they try to play and they they know the laws of uh, libel and slander and and how they can get away with things without getting in legal trouble as well. Uh, so it's it's really a, a slimy thing, but 
that's uh, that's what we have to deal with a lot of times. Well, I don't know how to respond except for I would say this to these clowns who I believe are dishonest about this. They know full well that I'm peaceful. If they really transcribed that much radio and got all my quotes from the literal transcript of the show, and I think they have because I think they're fairly accurate. Uh, they're not totally accurate because they had some automated software give them the summary, and then they use that so you can see some typos in it and everything else. But all I'm telling you is, for the most part, it's accurate. I do believe there's vote fraud. I do believe sheriffs across the country need to investigate because of the levels of, of vote fraud, meaning there's already arrests, there's already convictions, there's a lot of stories about this. Plus, the 2000 Mills has video and other evidence that's beyond, uh, in my opinion, probable cause. And so I think that it needs to be investigated. But again, I'm not, I'm not saying I know the facts. I'm not advocating for an insurrection. And I'm not, and they say that I was dismissing the insurrection, making it seem like it's no big deal. No, it's a huge deal. And I've told you that it's a huge deal. But I've told you we got to talk about who done it. They want you to believe that Donald Trump and, and half of the right-wing extreme racist America done it. That's the lie I'm pushing back on. Okay, I believe that a few provocateurs have done it. And we have highlighted on this show the Revolver Magazine articles and video and audio that literally show Ray Epps and others literally committing these acts of criminal activity, which means a few people on whose errand we should investigate and discover, they're the ones that created the coup. Was there a coup? Absolutely. Was there an insurrection? Yes, there was. Was it wrong? Absolutely. Am I minimizing the threat or the danger? No, I'm not. Not one bit. But if you really want to solve it, you got to find out who done it and then prosecute them. And that's why we're asking why Ray Epps and others are not in prison right now. But to say that I dismiss this or minimize this, I don't at all. I just believe they're smearing the American people with it. They're smearing the Republicans. They're calling us all racists and insurrectionists. That are, I'm pushing back against that. You're darn right I am because it's dishonest. They tried to make you believe that I was kind of tied up with the January 6th. See how they put vote fraud sheriffs January 6th all together here? I never went there. We told people not to go. We literally now are saying we got to investigate. And if Dinesh's movie is wrong, let it be, let it be exposed. But if it's right, we got some action to do. Everything that I've done has been peaceful. Everything that I have done has highlighted this reality that, you know what? I believe there was an insurrection and I believe it should be stopped. But I believe the government was literally involved in it. And I believe these Ray Epps, these other propaganda uh, peddling um, insurrectionists, they done it and blamed it on the American people. Congress sits idly by. The courts sit idly by. I am the only one, along with a few others at Revolver Magazine and a few other places, willing to tell the truth on this. But then they turn that around and make, make it seem like I'm somehow part of it. It goes beyond libel and slander at this point, Eldon. But the problem is, suing them will do no good. They'll just dismiss it and laugh at me. Yeah, generally we've shied away from uh, getting involved in, in court battles and things because there's so many tricks that they can play uh, with with the court legal process. It's it's really unfortunate. To, uh, once in a while, somebody wins a libel or a slander case, but uh, it's it's not very often that you have to really prove quite a quite a high standard to prove that uh, somebody actually engaged in that. It's, and tough. what they say is, on one hand, they say I'm a nobody and I don't matter. On the other hand, I'm big enough to write a whole hit piece on. And on the other hand, I'm big enough. What they'll say is, Sam Sam Bushman is a celebrity. 
and therefore, because he's a celebrity, there's looser libel and slander laws uh, for celebrities than there are the average Joe, and so they'll use that then to say they can say anything they want about me. So I'm a nobody on one hand, but I'm a celebrity on the other. See, that's how they'll write this thing. So Sam's headline says, Sam gets attacked in the news. Constitutional sheriff of the election fraud conspiracy, Chuck Tanner. Shame on Chuck, and I open a debate offer for Chuck. If you want to defend your article, sir, and you want to discuss facts, uh, we're more than willing. But what I don't really appreciate is you taking quotes literally out of context for your own agenda. You lie about what we say, believe, and do. You make inferences that I'm for war and that me and the sheriffs are going to have, what, election tampering or election um, whatever. Uh, it isn't true. Okay, and, and the, the problem is it's complete lies. But, of course, he won't talk about it because I believe he knows. Just like they know that I'm not a racist when they call me a racist, they just do that because it marginalizes people who have lesser guts than I. Call me a racist. I don't care. Uh, but you know what? The, the, what they want to do is they want to use this to kind of get us off of our game. The questions are not, uh, was Dinesh a felon? Did Richard Mack work with the um, Oath Keepers? Uh, is Sam Bushman uh, extreme in his views? The question is, is there vote fraud in your county, ladies and gentlemen? If there is, you better stop it and regain trust and stability and transparency. If there's not, then you need to do something like an investigation so that Americans believe that it's okay now. We have been tainted and abused by this for so long in the media now that no one has any trust anymore. And it's about restoring trust so that we can avoid a civil war. That's what I've been teaching. But they take it completely out of context, but they do it with full knowledge. They know what I believe, but they don't care because it doesn't fit their agenda. All right, Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. 
I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, Eldon Stahl, I want you to make one more comment on this, if you don't mind, sir. So I don't want this to be about necessarily me. And I had to highlight it, because, but this is really an attack on the CSPOA. This is really an attack on anybody who believes there are vote irregularities. If you believe it's all the way to the level of vote fraud, or if you just believe, hey, we're not babysitting the voter rolls well enough, there's 350,000 people that are dead on the voter rolls that need to be removed. So whether you believe it's fraudulent and fraud, or whether you just believe that, hey, we're not basically taking care of um, you know, the home front, we're not taking care of the uh, voter rolls or whatever well enough, or you believe there's irregularities that won't change the outcome. No matter what you believe about this, I'm saying we need to restore trust to the American people to avoid a very fractious uh, divide. Um, they're attacking me, but the reason I spent so much time on it is not because of me. It's because they're really attacking you, Eldon, and every American who believes that we need to do something to regain trust in America. That attack will, this is what I mean, lead to the Civil War. In our press release, we say, let the chips fall where they may. If the nation's movie's bogus, let's prove it. If it's right, let's prove it. Let's, for the sake of the American people, come together on this to avoid this factual divide. It isn't about really attacking Sam Bush. When I got thick skin, I don't really care. This guy can fly a kite. I'll debate him any day of the week. Come on. But he's chicken and he won't debate me. That's for sure. He doesn't have the guts. He doesn't have the integrity. He has dark money that he doesn't want exposed. All that kind of stuff. We'll drill into it, by the way. I'll tell him where my money comes from, and he can tell me where his comes from. Let's do it. Let's take it all the way to the mat, but see, he won't do it. But the point is, it's not really about me. This assault on the American people by the media is the real problem, Eldon. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the they uh, are very astute, very adept at uh, just saying things in a certain way so that they can uh, paint images in people's minds that are just disconnected from reality uh, in a way that they won't be held accountable because there's always the, uh, you might say, equivocation. You could interpret it one way or another, but of course they know that most people will interpret it the way they want them to interpret it. Um, they they play to a certain audience, and they they know their uh, uh, I guess their prejudices or their their thoughts on different things, and then they try to try to stir those up uh, against others. So it's it's a very um, very nefarious practice uh, when people do this. It, it it's just um, unfortunate playing on people's um, often maybe ignorance or their um, uh, all, all kinds of um, attitudes they probably have beforehand um it's it's not something that is is good or healthy they're not dealing in truth they're dealing in propaganda and manipulation of people uh, it's not well and it's like the bill bard to that the susan debate that we talked about last hour too where we played that clip bill bard laughs and says there's no election fraud but then he says but yep. if there's really photo evidence that really points to something that's going to be hard to explain uh, and then Dinesh D'Souza challenges him to a debate, saying, I've got more than that. I've got video beyond pictures, sir. This is beyond probable cause. And so now what you have is the mainstream press now 
spinning the lie of Bill Barr, which is the headline. Uh, he laughed at it and says vote fraud's not real. He doesn't even believe in it. And that's what was quoted in the article, uh, slam, lambasting me, if you will. Uh, and, and so then he says that. But if you really dig into what Bill Barr really said, he said if there are photos, then that brings up really hard to explain detail. Well, what about video beyond that then? So in a way, he endorsed us investigating this, although the headline will shout he said there was no vote fraud. See the dishonesty? Right. right. Yep. Yep. It All is right. very, yeah, very much. All right. You wanted to bring up yeah. a topic which I think is worthy of discussion as well. Oh. The recent yeah. large spending by the Convention of States Political Fund. This is interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, and we don't have all the details quite yet, but there are some campaign finance things in different states that have come out. Uh, their largest spending seems to have been in uh, South Dakota, where they've had uh, the most difficult time, uh, of, of probably of many states, uh, to get their um, their application. What they're trying to do is they're trying to trigger a constitutional convention to to uh, change the constitution in uh, all kinds of ways, unknown ways, really. Uh, although they cite three broad subject matters, which they hope will uh, be addressed, uh, but they've had some trouble. And now they're uh, pulling out the big bucks. They spent uh, th about $350,000 in South Dakota to try to get rid of four state Senate candidates, not U.S. Senate candidates, but state Senate candidates. Uh, so far, uh, the stuff we've been able to unearth uh, says they've spent about $700,000 in political races, trying to basically smear um, their opponents in the different legislative races in uh, Montana, North Carolina, South Dakota. Uh, but I, I don't think that's the end of it I, at all. That they're, they're really um, just flooding these races with money to try to just bludgeon their opposition into submission. Uh, so it's, and, the, and the real it's problem that thing. I see is, yes, this is real money. Yes, this is quite a thing. Yes, this is, uh, in my opinion, dark money. Uh, going into these elections because again you got to trace the money that's what i'll do with yeah. this reporter where do you get your money to, to write a hit piece on me um but nevertheless um the reason that i highlight this money thing so much is that folks look at this they then the conservatives will run out and go hey we're getting buried we've got an election deadline coming up can you please help me it's an emergency we're losing to the other side you'll never win the money game eldon no yeah yeah, that's right. Um, and actually, they they only got rid of one of these four uh, targeted senate, state senators in uh, South Dakota, and that was a very close election. So I, overall, they just blew a bunch of money, and they alienated a lot of people, actually, because of their tactics. Uh, but close it enough is, for vote fraud maybe there, Eldon? Well, I mean, they uh, what they did – and are doing, I think, is going to backfire. Um, and you look in the campaign finance reports, it's PACs giving to PACs. So who, who really donated to these? Who, it's hard to know uh, to try to trace it down to who's actually financing and cutting the big checks. Um, not a grassroots organization, not, you know, in the sense of like Mark Meckler, president of Convention of States, claims it's just run out of his house outside of Austin, Texas. That is an absolute lie. Um, if you even go on their website, it's it's run out of a big office building in Houston, Texas. Um, and the Convention of States Political Fund is a, a huge office building, only three blocks 
from the U.S. Capitol, and supposedly they're trying to, um, you know, drain the swamp, bypass Congress. It's, it's such absolute nonsense. Nonsense these people are pushing. You got to ask where this goes, though, and you got to ask kind of what's next. You know, they're pushing transgender. What's next in that thing? They're pushing, you know, tampons in, in men's bathrooms. They're pushing that agenda. Uh, they're yep. pushing this agenda about, hey, there's no vote fraud, and the rest of us say there is, and this conspiracy idea. They're d- dividing us over climate change. And where do you think this money thing goes? Because, look, the conservatives want us to help them raise money. Donald and Rand Paul and everybody just begging for money. We'll never win that deep-pocketed game. Never. And so whenever they ask for money now, I just basically dismiss them, which is sad because now it's hard for me to even advocate for my candidates. At some point, this dark money becomes an election fraud question, too. Yeah, it does. And, uh, yeah, we found, I think, uh, over our years with the John Birch Society that truth is very powerful. You do need a sufficient number of people to get it to the right people. But you don't have to spend nearly as much money to get truth out to conquer um, deception. And so, uh, you know, I would say we we have uh, a smaller amount of money um, available. But we've been able to defeat these people year after year after year. And just, a, you know, organization getting uh, truth out has been quite effective. So, you know. That's that's something that's uh, much more powerful than deception. Uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. Truth shall make us free. And that's why, even though it looks so bad for the conservative side or the constitutional side or the, the patriot side or the founding father side, whatever term you want to use of this discussion, I would call it we just walk right down constitutional lane personally, the supreme law of our land. We're just law-abiding, humble folks that want honest, moral, limited proper role of government but but i digress uh the bottom line in my mind though is hey we've got to do something about this and what we need to do about it ladies and gentlemen is keep doing what we're doing because a a teeny bit of light in a dark room just a tiny light is huge in a dark room same thing's true with a little bit of truth amongst a sea of lies eldon yeah yeah that's very true i I remember going to uh Wind Cave National Park, and they, you know, it was back in the day when a lot of people had their lights on their watches, and they turn off the lights, and then just one would have a little watch light, and you could see, but before you turn on the light, you couldn't see the back of your hand. I mean, it's so pitch black. So that's it's such a powerful thing. The recent large spending by the Convention of States Political Fund. Now, really, I kind of quench, I question here. Can they just do whatever they want to here? Can they just spend money on elections? See, there's a lot of restrictions on individuals, but this dark money can spend as much as they really want to, Eldon. Yeah, it's a super PAC out of Michigan, but their um, their address is out of Washington, D.C. And uh, so we're, we're still finding out, um, you know, what all they spent, where they got it, but there's some preliminary reports, at least, that we've got from different states. Uh, different states have different campaign finance reporting requirements. Yes, they do. Well, make sure you keep an eye on the ball, and let's report on this in more detail, though, as broadcasts unfold, because this is something we really want to watch. Again, I submit to you that a lot of this dark money going into elections, and I'll use Mark Zuckerberg as the point, is that how some of these mules are being paid? 
Is that where the buck stops uh, with these, you know, how they're getting funding? And I would start this with this reporter that attacked me. Where are you getting your funding? I'll tell you where I get mine. Okay, let's do it. Last headline before the end of the hour, speaking of this January 6th, which they want you to believe I was part of, but the fact is they lie. I was never part of. Representative Benny Thompson, uh, I guess of Mississippi, he's the chair of the January 6th committee. He said there would be no criminal referrals to Donald Trump or anyone else to the DOJ. Now, that, in my opinion, is very, very telling and serious. Why? Because they claimed that they had pay dirt. They created these uh, committees to look into this, to get to the bottom, and now there's nothing, just like the Russian dossier. Now they're not going to even convict Donald of anything or even file charges against Donald for review or anything. Their investigation thus far shows nothing and nobody else either. Um, it's beyond a witch yeah. hunt now. It's criminal activity by the Democrats, flat, out, flat, simple. If you investigate this long, this many issues with nothing at the end of it, at some point, they got a problem. Final words, yours, Eldon. Yeah, this is just a show trial, a thing that's uh, trying to drag Trump and his uh, affiliates, uh, pe- people, uh, through the dirt um, just as much as they could. It's, it's such a nonsense thing. People should, should demand that this be ended immediately. There you have it. Eldon Stahl with me, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry we didn't get to enough stuff. Eldon that I wanted to, but when they hit, did that hit piece on me, I really think it's a hit piece on us all. Oh, yeah. It's not just on Sam yeah, Bushman, very folks. Good. That's the real issue. And it's on facts, though. You know, the fact is, we're just saying, let's get to the bottom of this election fraud to heal America. We've got to do this. And they literally tell you that I'm involved in a uh, leading for a civil war and that somehow we're advocating for sheriffs to tamper with law, uh, investigate or tamper with elections, and they've lost their marbles, folks. God save the republic, lovingliberty.net. Thanks, Eldon.